From Argus Media, this is Driving Discussions, a podcast series with a focus geared towards forces affecting North American road fuels. Greetings and salutations once again. I'm Argus's U.S. Gulf Coast Blend Stocks reporter, Jason Metko. And on this edition of the series, wrapping up 2023 with our RINS reporter, Matthew Cope, recapping the year that was, a little bit about biodiesel and renewable diesel, and what may be on the horizon in 2024 when it comes to RINS and SREs. Matthew, welcome back. Good to have you here. We've got a lot of topics to get into, so we'll jump right into it. And first, we'll start basically with a recap of RVO. What has happened since the calendar turned to 2023 all those many months ago, sir? That's a great question. And to start off, I always appreciate you having me on. Glad to be here with you today. Um, But one of our favorite acronyms over here, RVO, Uh, If you saw it early in in 2023, it was just over kind of 20, 21 cents per gallon, which was a good healthy number if you look at it that way. Um, And then by the end of the year, that fourth quarter, we were down to about 11. Uh, We're just below that right now. So it was was a really crazy year for RVO. D4 and D6 markets pretty much reached parity. Credit generation exploded on D4. Uh, I know I sound like a broken record uh, there, but you had all this new renewable diesel generation came online, and, and now D4s, which historically had made up about a quarter of all RIN generation, we're now close to 35%, going to approach 40 probably early next year. So, yeah, things are, are really getting shaken up there. Biodiesel and renewable diesel. I hear this all the time, especially when I'm interacting with your colleagues on your side of the, I don't want to say aisle, your side of the room <laughs> away from us on the product side of things, but are they the same thing? And I guess, why are we hearing about all this all of a sudden? That's a great question. Uh, RD is is one of those things that I hear about every single day. And, and to a lot of people, uh, especially if you're not adjacent to kind of the renewable fuel space, they'll say like, oh, biodiesel and renewable diesel, those sound like the same thing, right? Yes and no. The renewable diesel, it's a new technology. Um, it's, it's bursting onto the scene. Biodiesel been around for a little while. So the original thought was, hey, we're going to have these substitute goods, you know, but as things move along, we're moving uh, much more in one direction. RD, like I said, it's, it's a newer technology. There's higher startup costs to the refining process. Obviously, there's two totally different scientific chemical processes that are associated with the two um, fuels, and I, I'm not a chemical engineer, so I will leave that explanation for somebody else. But essentially, RD is more adaptable. It's easier to transport. It's a drop-in fuel, which means it's essentially chemically almost identical to petroleum diesel to where you could run your truck off of 100% RD and it won't blow up. Uh, biodiesel, you're going to need to blend it, and if you get above a certain level, uh, that truck could technically run, but probably for not that long. As I'm mentioning, you know, RD, a lot of it uh, came online this year uh, in terms of annualized nameplate capacity. That number for 2023 increased by 1.4 billion gallons, and we have another 483 million uh, gallons expected to come online in 2024. So, um, the, the cool thing about on the RIN side is the fact that they produce the same D4 RIN. So as people are saying, or they're terming up these contracts if we're buying biodiesel to blend or renewable diesel to blend, they're still getting that D4 in, and there's lots of D4 RINs out there. Biodiesel, you see that market kind of still maintaining its pace. Uh, biodiesel is, is 
um, incentivized and mandated at a state level in certain uh, situations, whether that's environmental, whether that's a protection for um, a local industry. Um, you have, again, uh, to summarize, basically, you have two fuels that sound like they're the same thing, but the market is moving towards renewable diesel as the future. And over here, kind of on our desk, um, we've basically dove into it, and we're, we've launched some new assessments. We're paying attention to that market very closely and learning about it as everybody else does. A couple more minutes here with our RINS reporter, Matthew Cope, on this edition of Driving Discussions, the final one for 2023. Now, for all the rack that Congress gets and not being able to do their jobs from time to time, especially these days, believe it or not, we have seen some new policy come out that might affect RINs as well as some legal decisions on SREs. Mr. Cup, can you enlighten us as to what's taking place there? Right. And we've actually got kind of things on two separate fronts going on right now. Um, just uh, about this time last week, there was a House bill that was introduced. It had some, some bipartisan support. And essentially, what it's trying to do is... Historically, when you would export um, finished product uh, or biofuel, um, the, the RIN was no longer in play. To where think of a RIN as like a coupon that says, like, only good at select locations. And when you take it offshore to somewhere else, well, the RFS doesn't really work outside the borders. So um, heavy shipping to where you had diesel vessels to where they're like, hey, we want to run on renewable diesel, which, as we know, like heavy shipping is, is a huge carbon-intensive industry that, that causes a lot of, of pollution. So they're saying, okay, well, if you're going to run off of biodiesel, renewable diesel, when you go offshore, these RINs that were formerly retired, we want you to be able to keep those and, and maintain the benefit of those um, instead of forcing them to be retired. Is that another incentive for renewable diesel to, you know, enter the fray and, and be a, a more usable source uh, and a RIN keeper for the, for this industry going forward. It's hard to say that bill just got proposed. Will it pass one or both legislatures? Jury's out. Um, we will catch back up on that later. Um, but pivoting to SREs, another one of our favorite acronyms that we always love to talk about. They've been around for many years. They've changed. There's been always different thoughts on, you know, how are we going to implement and enforce and, and give petitions and, and allow people these exemptions? Well, under the Biden administration, we've seen a much more restrictive stance on SREs to where before um, SREs were much more popular under the previous administration. They were given out. You get an SRE, you get an SRE, everybody gets an SRE. Um, but the Biden administration's EPA wasn't quite as hip to the, hey, let's give everybody a stay of obligation. And a couple weeks ago, the Fifth Circuit Court um, federal court ruled that, well, denying all of these SREs in mass is not quite a legitimate way to go. The precedent is there. You can't just tell everybody no. We will see kind of what is made of that because do we know exactly what it's going to look like year after year of will SREs be stuck around? Will we return to, you know, dozens of SREs at any given time? Um, these petitions um, that were being debated were for previous years. Nothing has really materialized on what it's going to look like for the, the back half of kind of the set rule volume for 2024 and 2025. Um, but as we know, 
There, there, there's a lot of political madness that goes into the Wren market, and the crop may be grown in Iowa, the RD can be made and blended in California, and Wrens can be traded by some guys sitting here in Houston, Texas, but Washington, D.C. could just take that bucket and throw everything out of it uh, at any given time. So that's kind of what we're waiting for, because 2024, as we know, there's some big stuff coming on, on the national scale. we got a, a presidential election, as well as a lot uh, to do with Congress and whatnot. So SREs, we'll see. We'll see on everything. Thanks for doing this this season, this year, and uh, we'll talk to you again in 2024. Thanks, Matthew. Always a blast. Have a good one, Jason. Always appreciate Matthew for joining us. And with that, we conclude driving discussions for 2023. Production of Argus Media, leading independent provider of commodity information. Best wishes to you and yours in the year ahead. Look forward to chatting in the new year. For more information on Argus's U.S. biofuels coverage, Make sure you check out ArgusMedia.com slash Americas dash biofuels.